Hello, everyone. Happy Saturday, February 19th. It's morning, my time. Um, and I don't know where it is around for you around the world, whether it's afternoon, evening, middle of the night. I'm so happy to be alive. Hello, everyone. Happy Saturday. I just had to mute myself. I just heard myself. <laughs> So uh, I just muted myself. Well, happy, happy, happy um, Saturday. Uh, a lot of things going on with my life. I don't know how you guys are doing around the world. Say hello. Let me know how you're doing. Um, and I'm going to be answering live questions as always. I love answering the live questions because I really feel that energy of, of, of really um, of being in one with you. And that's why I love these live sessions. Hi, Jason. See, how are you? Good morning to you. Good morning. And so the live sessions are really one of my favorites. Just to let you know, um, on Saturday, March 5th, I believe it's March 5th, I will not be coming on live because the reason why is because um, on Friday, we're going to go see a shaman. There's a shaman on Friday that we're going to see. And after I do that, uh, the ceremony and the energy clearing and all that stuff with the shaman, we're going to see the shaman in person. It's not even going to be done remote. Um, there's a certain period of time, at least 24 hours, where we can't really be interacting with others. And so when I come on Zoom, my energies are really interacting with you. And so this is the reason why I won't be able to come on on Saturday, March 5th, Saturday, March 5th, I will not be live because I will be seeing a shaman um, on Friday, that Friday, and for 24 hours, I have to kind of be by myself, be alone. Um, my husband's also coming with me. Um, he's going to do some clearing for my husband, who has uh, some, you know, big health news recently, he had surgery. Um, it's, it's a, it's a pretty big health thing and, uh, he already had surgery. And so we're going up there to see the shaman that was highly recommended to me by, um, a couple of people that I know that I respect and that, so just to let you know that also, um, again, as always, you know, we've been getting amazing, some amazing, amazing feedback on our own heels platform about some of our practitioners. And it's just amazing, um, how, the feedback has just been amazing that they really feel like, you know, when we make that custom match the practitioner and user in just the right formula, just the right way, we see amazing results. Now, are we saying that we custom match everyone all the time perfectly? No, we don't. But this is the journey of refining, getting your feedback. So again, if you want to be custom match, or if you have a friend or a family that needs mental, emotional, spiritual support, please uh, encourage them to go to our website and fill out that the set of questions because that's all free. Fill it out and then we will custom match you with at least three practitioners that we believe would be the best match for you. So go to ohm-hills.com for that. So I have, I've done an I Ching reading um, for a woman named Elizabeth Austin. Elizabeth, I don't know if you're here today, but she asked me to do an I Ching reading for her. And after the I Ching reading, I will be doing uh, answering questions live for you. So any questions that you have, please, please uh, just put them on the, um, on the chat. If you want me to do an I Ching oracle reading for you, then place your question below this video, not on the chat, but below this video, place your question for I Ching Oracle reading. I'm also doing I Ching Oracle readings on Tuesday nights on Clubhouse um, at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time under the yin and yang living room. I'm doing I Ching readings on Clubhouse as well. And those have been so, so fun. I love the Clubhouse I Ching readings. Uh, they've been a lot of fun and I really, really enjoy them. So uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So if you have any questions, just put it on chat. If you want an I Ching Oracle reading for next week, Put it below this video. So Elizabeth Austin asks, where is my life headed? What is in store for my future? Where is my life headed? What is in store for my future? And, you know, this is a beautiful, beautiful question because hello, love yourself. I love that name. Love yourself. 
you know, this morning I was just telling my husband to really love himself, love every cell, every tissue, every organ, his body, just love yourself. And so I love that, that username, love yourself. Thank you for putting that as your username, because we need to be reminded constantly to love ourselves. So thank you for creating that username and much peace to you. So Elizabeth Austin asks about where is my life headed? What is in store for my future? And so this morning after the meditation, I called upon the I Ching oracles. What is the message that you would like to send to Elizabeth regarding where her life is headed? And so Elizabeth, you, uh, the I Ching oracles uh, sent hexagon energy number eight, seeking union, seeking, seeking union. And it says here, you are searching for connection and belonging, creating a world. You are searching for connection and belonging, creating a new world out of relationships, following energy flowing from source. You can make the right choices while using self-examination to avoid mistakes. Be, be aware of increased demands made of you, adding stress. Try not to procrastinate and miss the connection. Where do you belong? Is this a good fit? Do you choose to join? I love, 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 love this card. And I think this message is really, really relevant for a lot of us who are looking for purpose and direction in our life, right? We're all looking for that, right? And hi, Regine. Hi, Regine. Good afternoon to you. We're all looking for purpose and direction in our life. And especially after the pandemic, we are looking for the existential meaning of our life more now than ever before, more now than ever before. And this is the reason why, you know, even though, you know, many years ago when my late sister's son passed away, you know, I realized that at that point that I had to direct my life in a purposeful way. What is my higher purpose in this life? And we're all looking for it. Why? Why is it so important for us to find that purpose and direction. Why? Because that is what allows us to feel the expansion of our eternal beingness. It's that we, we feel expanded when we have purpose, right? That's when we feel that, that infinite expansion of who we truly are, the eternal beingness of who we truly are, is when we are on our purpose. And so you know, the money just becomes a byproduct of our purpose. That's what money is. Money is just a tool so that it allows us to be on our purpose. That's what money really is. But ultimately, it's about that higher purpose. And God has given each one of us unique gifts so that we could use those unique gifts for that higher purpose that each one of us are meant to be on. So what the I Ching Oracle is saying to you, Elizabeth, is that when you are in your energetic flow, which means to, what does it mean to be in that energetic flow? It means that you are designed with a certain energetic blueprint. And when you are aligned with that energetic blueprint, you are in flow with that energetic blueprint. You know, because we are, we all have different energetic blueprints, each one of us, because that's the way the creator created each one of us so differently and uniquely, right? And so we should feel so blessed that we're not this energetic blueprint is not the same as the next person. So when you are in your inner aligned with your energetic blueprint, the universe in its infinite wisdom will show you the right people, bring you the right people. And that will, you'll naturally and organically meet those people that will help you to be on your purpose, to forge these connections and relationships that will allow you to fulfill that purpose. Because at the end of the day, we are all intertwined, right? None of us are really, none of us are separate from each other. We're all in a web, a cobweb like this. And we all depend on each other in some fashion, right? In some fashion, we all depend on each other. You know, whether, you know, you know when we go on the airplane, we depend on the flight attendants and the, 
the pilot. When we get our food, we depend on the farmers and the distributors of that food. You know, when we go see a doctor, we depend on the hospital doctor. We, we depend on our family and friends, right? We are all dependent on each other. So one of the ways that we are on our purpose is to find the right connections, the right connections for our soul's path, because those connections will allow you to open the door, open that path to your higher purpose, to where your life is heading. Those relationships will reveal to you where your life is headed. And so what the I Ching oracles are saying is when you become aligned with your true nature, the truthness of Elizabeth Austin, your energetic uh, flow, then those people will appear and then you will have a better sense of what your direction is in life, your higher purpose. Where's your life headed? Those relationships and connections are going to become very, very important for that uh, to, 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 to be headed in the direction that you're supposed to be headed. You don't have to worry about, you know, you don't, you know, sometimes we sit here and we're like, what is it? What is my purpose? That's not what they want you to be concerned about. They don't want you to worry about not knowing what your purpose is. You don't need to know what your purpose is right now, right here, right now. What they're saying is come home to your alignment with your energetic blueprint and we will guide you and show you the way. So what does that mean? That means that we are, we should be present in this moment. Being present in this moment and following that guidance is how we're, is how that purpose will be revealed to us. It's not our job to know everything right now. You know, a lot of times we all get frustrated, right? I'm sure you've gotten frustrated. I've gotten frustrated in my life. How many times have I been frustrated where I'm like, oh, I need to know the answer now. We don't need to know anything now. The infinite wisdom of the universe knows everything. What we, what our job is to align ourselves with our source energy, with our own flow, and therefore become in flow with the universe and therefore be on that path one step at a time. It's never our job to know the answers right here, right now. It's never our job to know the answers right here, right now. That's never our job. The, the creator knows that. It's our job to be present in this moment so that we can be in our flow. And once we're in our flow, those, those things will be revealed to us in due time, in divine timing. And this is where it becomes very difficult for each one of us to surrender to that, right? Not knowing the future. How, do we, how can we surrender to not knowing the future? You know, this is where I practice lots of mantras, lots of mantras. I practice, I, I constantly have to reframe my thought. I have to constantly reframe that thought. Oh, I don't have an answer. This is one of the uh, techniques that I use. I don't need to know the answer. The universe has the answer. I don't need to know right here, right now. All things will work out. I just need to be present. I'm just present in the now. The universe will reveal those answers to me. There are many, many techniques that we can reframe that, that, that like, we, that, like we need to reframe that we need to know things right here, right now. We don't need to know. We don't need to have any answers right here, right now. Those answers will be revealed to us. They will be guided. And so we have to be aware of reframing. If when, when, you know, when something's not working out, you say, you know what? I know that the future is going to work out. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know it is in the infinite wisdom of God and the universe. I surrender to you right now and be fully present in this moment where all of my power is. And you take a few deep breaths in and out. And you reframe, reframe that languaging. Hi, Sariba. Hi, Yashan. Hi, Maha. Hi, Maha and Yashan. Where are you guys? Regine, where do you where do you guys live? Jason C, where do you guys live? Because I know Sri Rupa lives in India, but where does everyone else live? 
I'm interested in seeing where you guys are around the world. So put uh, put your uh, location in the chat. So I hope that message you know, can really help you in the journey of finding your purpose. You know, I don't know, you know, this is a very common thing about not knowing what our purpose is. If you have a question, again, if you have a question, please write your question in the chat and I will be happy to answer the question. If you have a question for the I Ching oracles, just write your question below this video. Hi, Estella. Hi, saved and blessed. Hi, Philippines. Wow. Elizabeth. Oh, Ohio. Wow. I ha we have a beautiful uh, practitioner on our site. I Sue Pine. I'm pretty sure she's from Ohio. I love her. I love Sue. Oh, Kolkata. Yeah. Hi, Penny. Oh, from Scotland. Regine, New Jersey. Wow. I'm from the East Coast. Jason, Arizona. I love Arizona. I love oh Scotland. I've got to visit Scotland one day. I've got to visit Scotland for sure. And Texas. Wow. This is what an Alabama. You're Sean. You're from Alabama. That is Thelma, Southern California. Good morning. Well, good morning to you. I live in Southern California as well. Wow. What part of Southern California are you from? Noan, Sweden. Oh, welcome from Sweden. I've never been to Sweden. I've never been to Sweden. Wow. That is, oh, beautifully blessed. Connecticut. That is, oh, Connecticut. Yeah. I'm from the East Coast. I love Connecticut. I went to school with a lot of kids. When I went to college, there was a lot of kids from Connecticut. You know, I remember New Canaan, Greenwich, Tia from Dubai. Wow, that is so cool. So cool. Okay. So if you have questions for me, let me know. Regine. Okay, Regine, you have a question. Uncertainty is beautiful. If everyone knows what will happen, people will stop trying because they already know the outcome. <laughs> I love it. It is so true. It is so true. Hello, ex church girl. Peace and blessings to you. Hello. That is so true. It is so true. Why? Why is that true? We, if, if we knew everything about the future, this moment would not be as meaningful as it is, right? The moment, because we're not really creating the, the sense of creation that we are creating because we are creative beings. We are creation. We are made from the creator, our God creator, and we are creating beings. And so if we knew everything that was gonna happen in the future, we can't enjoy the process of that creation and seeing how it unfolds and how it blossoms and how it comes becomes a seed in the soil. And then it starts to grow into a plant, a tree, this magnificent thing. And so we're not designed, we don't, you know, our soul is not designed, you know, our deepest desire is not to know what the future is. That part of us to know what the future is, is really just apart from our ego minds, that fear, right? The fear, the fear that we have allowed to bring in. And that fear is what wants us to, you know, that ego mind is saying, oh, you want to know about the future, the future, the future, the future. But the essence of us is presence. The infinite truth, the eternal beingness is this moment. And so what our soul really wants, our ego mind wants to fool us to, because of fear is fooling us to want to know the future, but our presence, our eternal beingness, our truth of who we are, which is this eternal soul being, wants to only be present in the now. And so what happens is only wants to be present in the now. Because when we become fully present in this moment, that is when we truly have eternal life. As Wittgenstein always says, those who live in the now have eternal life. Our soul wants to be only be present now. The soul does not wish to know anything other than the now. Our ego mind, which is this layer part of us, it's just this, boop, 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 boop. that's all it is. It's just our thoughts that now those thoughts have created an emotion of fear. And that emotion of fear is what's driving this, 
I want to know the purpose and this and this and this and this and this, right? But that's coming from a sphere state. It's not coming from our eternal state of being, the truth of who we are. Our eternal state of being wants to be in the now and wants to keep being in the now and being present in the now and allowing that now to unfold itself the way it should. So this is, this is the reason why the, the, the eternal truth, the, the real essence, that fundamental essence of our beingness is in the now. And it's not to know the future. The future is about the ego mind. That's all it is. The ego mind operating based on fear. And it's the fear that wants us to know about the future. But the more you become present in this moment, the more you can live in your eternal truth of this moment, the better the next moment is going to get. The better the next moment is going to get. The better the next moment is going to get. The better the next moment is going to unfold for you. Those that live truly in this present, in the eternal beingness, the future becomes magical as a byproduct. This is a byproduct of living present in the now. And so I hope that, you know, this, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm understanding more and more each day, each hour, each week, each month, each year, that this moment, when we become so present in this moment, that our purpose in the future, that where is my life headed, becomes so naturally, beautifully, magically revealed to us. But it's in, in the presence that allows that to happen in a powerful way. So when we keep living in fear right now here, that, that future becomes less magical because we've blocked our own flow. When we live in fear in this moment of fear of the future, what's gonna happen? We've blocked the flow of aligning ourselves to our energetic blueprint. And, the, and aligning ourselves with the flow of who we are and the flow of the universe. And when we block that flow, the future gets blocked for us. And so it's never, never about, about the future. It's only ever about the now. Does anybody have any um, questions, follow-up questions about this? Why it is so important to live in this moment? Hello. Hello, Teresa. Oh, Callie. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, uh, Lady Fluffy. Hello, Ryan. Beautiful. Oh, okay. So let me see if you have any questions. Okay, Srirupa. Srirupa, hello, Thelma. Oh, Temecula Valley. Wow. I, my, my neighbor right across the street from me, Linda and Frank, they're from Temecula. They moved up here. They're from Temecula. Beautiful area. Okay, Srirupa says, any suggestion for better money management? Whenever I get money immediately, surprisingly, situations occur when I get compelled to spend it out. Really, I don't know how to manage money. <laughs> the universe has really given you a lot of abundance, hasn't it, Sri Rupa? <laughs> it's like the money comes in and the money goes out. I don't know how to manage money. This is a beautiful, beautiful question. And this is the first time that I have gotten this question about managing money. And I think that there is a way to spend money responsibly. And then there's a way to spend money irresponsibly. I do believe that and managing money is essential to our well-being, right? It's essential. You know, we could say that money is not evil. What money is, is it's, it's a very, A, useful tool, and B, money can help lots of people. Money can help lots of people. And so, so, and so, so you kind of have, Suri Rupa, the, the other spectrum of money, because, you know, there's, there's people, you know, there's a spectrum of how comfortable we feel with money. There's like, we, we, we're all on the spectrum of money comfortability spending it, keeping it. We're all on a spectrum. And on the one end of the spectrum, there are people that are so scared of losing all their money. And that's an extreme. 
spectrum and sometimes they don't spend it on anything. I mean, I've seen a documentary about this girl who uh, doesn't even buy toilet paper because she wants to save every penny. So she gets her toilet paper from restaurants. She gets like paper towels from restaurants and that's what she uses for toilet paper because she has this extreme fear of, 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 of losing money. Then there's the other spectrum where somebody could, you know, you know, win a lottery of a hundred million dollars and they will completely lose everything. They will lose that hundred million dollars because they don't know how to manage it. And so Swarupa, where we want to be in this money management is balance. It's the yin and yang balance. We don't want to be here. We don't want to be here. We want to be somewhere in the middle, right? Because in the middle is when the yin and yang energies coincide. They come together. It's in the middle part. So if you look at the yin and yang symbol, right? Where you see that line that goes like this, that's where the yin and yang energies coincide. And when those, that, that line right there is exactly when we are in balance. And so what it is, is this is Rupa, is that you want to be in that balance. You don't want to hoard money. And you don't want to just spend money like it's just like, you know, it's like, it's just like a, a, a draining water money. You know, you don't want to like just spend money irresponsibly. And so you're saying that you feel compelled to spend it. Now, when you feel compelled to spend it, are you spending on yourself? Are you spending it on a, a family member? Are you spending it on, what are you spending it on? And so what I would do, Sarupa, for you, for money management, is I would, I, would, I would make a chart. I would take a piece of paper out and I would have different categories of money spending. The category of must, like food, rent, you know, these are must things. A category of like, Things that where you feel like, you know what, um, you know, I'm helping my friends, family. Another category is, you know, I'm treating myself, you know, so have maybe three or four different categories of money spending. And so once you have that chart, like these categories of the must, the essential friends and family, things for yourself, things for yourself, like maybe like, you know, I want to go get a massage, that would be like a treat for yourself. And then the fourth thing, fourth category is like, this is like, wow, maybe once a year, like, I'm going to go on a vacation, and I'm going to spend, you know, $3,000, $5,000. So have those four categories. And what I would do then is I would write down all the expenses that under, you know, all the like things under what are the things that you is on the category number one, like food, rent, you know, gasoline for your car, you know, you know, health insurance. Number two, friends and family. What are the things that you could, you would like to do for your friends and family to help them out? The third category is what are some of the things that you can spend on yourself that you deserve a reward, right? You deserve rewards. And then number four is what is the thing that, wow, you know, I would like to have, like, you know, I'd like to go on that vacation. And so what you want to do is start writing those, writing out those things in those categories and then say, you know what? And then, and then you could see where it doesn't feel balanced. Does it feel balanced that you're spending this much in category three? Does it feel balanced? Because you will know if it feels balanced. Where is the balance? Because you want to create balance for all those categories. And you will know if you're spending like this much on family and friends and very little for yourself, that's not balance. If you're spending this much on category number four, all for, you know, these luxurious things, these big things, and you're spending very little money on the categories, that's not balance. So find the balance. So what you could start to do is as you see, oh, this category has this, then you cross out certain things and you create boundaries in those categories. This is a boundary I'm going to create for family and friends. This is a boundary that I'm going to create for, you know, myself. And this is, a, so create those boundaries and then see that chart. Once it looks balanced, next time you have a situation 
where you want to spend money, Swarupa, look at that chart. Does that spending that money feel balanced in that chart? Does it feel balanced? Because it does, if it feels excessive, then you don't spend it. You, you, you set that boundary. I'm not spending. You say no. You say no to yourself. You say no to your family. You say no. And if you feel that you can't say no, this is your greatest opportunity for practice and learning to set those boundaries. The universe is showing you set boundaries. You want to have that balance, that yin-yang balance of money spending. And as that money, and when you, when you spend money for your family and friends, the universe will also return in kind because it's an energetic exchange here. But you've got to find that yin-yang balance on that ma money management chart. So do that. That's what I would suggest. Does that hurt, help you, Sarupa? Does that help you? Okay. Right. Okay, great. Hi, Moon. So glad. Okay. So now, hi, special gifts. Okay. So let's see what other questions. In the midst, Elizabeth Kunzer, in the midst of immense, indescribable suffering, seeking help, and exhausted many resources, how does one find connect when suffering and proper help from others is not presenting itself? Okay. Elizabeth, are you saying that you are going through a lot of uh, health, uh, suffering and pain and, and the people around you are not coming with some resources for you? Is, is, that, is that what you're saying? If you could clarify that, because I want to answer this with a mindful way. I don't want to assume anything. So I'm assuming that you're going through a lot of stuff in your life and there, people aren't coming to your help or aid or it's not presenting itself. Is that true, Elizabeth? So if that's the case, please uh, clarify that and I will answer. Okay, hi, hi special guests. Uh, love to see you here. Yes, yeah, su surprisingly money appears and it vanishes. <laughs> Again, uh, Saripa, you wanna create that chart and you will see the balance. Hello, Ayana, Southern California too. Nice to see you. Hello, B. Hello, Nikki Intuitive. Yeah. Okay, Sarupa, my problem is I can't say. Oh, okay, Sarupa. My problem is I can say no. Yes. Yes. And this is the reason why you can't say no is because you there's something in your consciousness that says that can't set those boundaries. And a lot of times we can't set those boundaries because we are afraid of disappointing others and that we would not be liked. That's the ultimate thing of why people say yes, even though they don't want to say yes, is they're afraid that you will not be liked. They were afraid of damaging that relationship because we want to please everybody. And so this is something, Sarupa, that this is a practice that you have to, you have to do deep, some deep healing in there. Is that I would do, I would do your inner child meditation where I would say, you know, and I have an inner child meditation. I would do, they go to the guided meditation and do the inner child. Speak to your inner child. What is it? Ask your inner child, why do I need to feel so liked? Why, what is about me that, what, what do you need inner child that, you know, that makes me want to always want to be liked by others and accepted by others? And so if you can go deep into that inner child work and have a conversation with your inner child about, about why you feel that you have to be so accepted and liked by so many people, you can, if you can resolve that part of you that has to feel that you are liked because maybe you associate your self-worth with everybody around you liking you, right? But your self-worth is unconditional. Whether 10 million people love you or whether two people love you, your self-worth and self-love, 
your lovability and your worthiness is unconditional. And so what it is, is that once you start to feel that unconditional worthiness and self-love, you won't have the need to please others. You will please others because you want to do it, not because you're trying to serve some lack within you, because you're trying to serve some lack within you. So that's where you get to do the deep inner, inner healing. Can I be, can I feel unconditionally worthy that if nobody likes me, I'm still okay. But let me tell you, can I just tell you when you feel that unconditional worth and love and, and you've, you've released this energy of not caring whether other people like you or not, like it, it doesn't matter. You become neutral. I should say neutral. You become neutral to whether people like you or not. What happens is a lot of people like you naturally and organically. Why? Why? You become a magnet to people. When you say to, when you, you, you put out that energy is, wow, I am worthy and it's okay. Whoever likes me, likes me. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. You put that energy out and you authentically feel that energy. A lot of people will come around you. A lot of people. And you don't have to buy them gifts or spend money on them for them to like you already. You don't have to. But the reason you feel that you have to spend money on those people because you have to buy their love. Buying people's love and buying people's acceptance is not true acceptance. True acceptance is your own acceptance. People are only going to see you the way you see yourself. People are only going to see you the way you see yourself. So if you see yourself as I am, I am fabulous. I am amazing. And Sri Rupa say this to you. I am fabulous. I am amazing. And I can stand on my own. The people around you will feel that and they will want to be with you, whether you spend money on them or not. And the people that expect you to spend money on them, and that's the basis of that relationship. That's not an authentic relationship, right? So those people could drop out of your life. So Saripa, there's some deep healing that you want to do. Ask your inner child, why can't I say no to these people? Is because there's something deep inside you that you want to heal. That says, I am unconditionally loving, lovable, unconditionally worthy. And the people around me will, will appreciate that for just by being me and not having to buy people's acceptance. So I hope that you could do some deeper healing for that front, Tarurupa. Okay. How can we block out negative energy? Okay. Hi, Petty S. How can we block out negative energy? This is a really good question. I don't like to, so this is where the languaging comes in. Blocking out is, and I know exactly what you're saying. And this is a beautiful, beautiful question, Penny. It's not so much about blocking out as it is about not absorbing. That's what it is. And so the great Thich Nhat Hanh, who God bless his soul, he passed away recently, the great Buddha, uh, the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, always said there's a quote I read in a book and I never forget. He says, we only allow, uh, we only feel a certain way because we allow it to happen. We only feel a certain way because we allow it to happen. And so what it is, is this, is that instead of, I, 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 what, I, what, what I would say is we don't want to absorb negative energy. That's what it is. And so negativity by the laws of the universe, by the laws of attraction, every experience that comes to us is attracted to us in some ways, is attracted to us in some ways. So if you're, so the laws of the universe says everything is inclusive, everything in the, in the universe is inclusive. So all experiences that come to you is because you're vibrating at a certain frequency. So if you're vibrating at this frequency, all of the experiences at this frequency come to you. If you're vibrating at this frequency, 
all of the experiences at this frequency come to you. If you're vibrating at this frequency, all of the experiences of this frequency come to you. Because the universe is inclusive, it's not exclusive. And so when you say, uh, Elizabeth, that you want to block negative energy, what you're really saying is, is that you want to be a mismatch. You want to be a different frequency to that which you do not desire, right? So if you do not, do not desire these people, right, people down here, what does that mean? That means you got to raise your frequency to here so that you could be a miss. You can miss each other. So what it is, is in order for us to, and this is, and we're not going to make a quantum leap here. We're not, you know, going from here to here, you know, we can, it's not, most people I haven't seen can do it in one day, go from here to here, right? Because you want to raise your frequency. So now these people disappear or these, these situations disappear. And so it's all about this inner work. It's the inner work of how do I raise that frequency so I miss this, I miss the situations or the people that are here. And so what you want to do is when you raise your frequency, Elizabeth, to that which you do not desire, you raise it, you've missed it, you've become an automatic shield to this. You become a shield to this, this which you do not desire because you're missing it. You're passing ships now. And so when you, so what it is, is this, is when you, when you are presented with, let's say you're, you're in situations where, you know, you're with negative people, right? And oftentimes we want to block ourselves from negative people because they're trying to invade our energy or trying to, you know, um, come into our energy field. We have to, we, there's, we, what we do is we do not, we, we, we do not absorb that energy. You could call it block but we do not absorb it. And so one of the ways to not absorb that energy is to keep very, very, uh, what it is, is you want to transmute. So any negative energies that you feel is coming to you, what you want to do is you want to be transmuting that energy. So you could see, and this is a video that I'm going to do in a few weeks, is what are the things that we could do when negative energy is coming to us what can we do so we don't absorb it? And so because I'm a three-way empathic, I'm three-way empathic and I have so many portal ways that are open in my energetic uh, blueprint. I see myself, one of the techniques that I do is I see myself as completely invisible, completely invisible. And, I'll, and, and see that energy just pass through me. Or what I've done is if I see, feel that energy somewhere in my body, I bring that energy and I see it in my heart chakra and I transmute it to this beautiful pink rose quartz energy. Just transmute, alchemize that energy into that of love. That of love. Just send it, alchemize it to love and then send that love energy back out to those people and to the planet and to every sentient being on this, on this planet. So you could either transmute that energy and so as you keep doing this, Penny, what happens is as you keep, and don't take it personally that, you know, these people are, show, don't take that. This is where we shoot ourselves in the foot is we take things personally. It's all energy. That's all it is. It's all energy. You can't take it personally. What it is, is as you say, okay, this energy is coming. Okay. This is my great opportunity for, for alchemizing. This is my great opportunity for transmuting this energy. That's the way to frame that. Instead of saying, oh my God, I'm getting negative energy. This is horrible. Don't frame it that way. Frame it as, oh, wow, the universe is giving me an opportunity to alchemize this energy, to transmute this energy into a higher frequency. And as you keep doing this exercise and continue to alchemize, continue to bring that, your, what's happening is your frequency is being raised. And less people, less, less negative energy is coming to you. There's another tip that, you do too is after let's say you've been uh, in a situation with a negative person you could do you could after you and you feel that there's negative energy you can ask you can call upon the divine take an energetic shower see a white light or a pink light just doing energetic shower and see a cord going down to the mother Gaia earth and sending all of that negative energy and then you could say 
I call upon the divine to help me release any negative energies and cut the energetic cord. And I return any energies that do not belong to me to the other person. And then you can literally do like a cutting like this, your front area and the back area. You could do like this cutting. So these are some of the tips. Oh, thank you, Penny, for your donation. That is so sweet. So I hope that helped you, Penny. Okay, so now let's go see what other, uh, what other questions there are. You're welcome. Wow, that's great. I'm glad you agree, Elizabeth. Sharon, I do have a follow-up question from last week as I've been thinking about what I need to do to return to my essence. What kind of questions should I be asking myself to help return? Wow, what a beautiful question. That is a beautiful, beautiful question. What are some of the questions that I can ask myself to return to my essence? And so I think that this is, uh, this is wonderful. And I think we can all use this. We can all use this. What Sharon, you asked an extremely mindful question. And so I think one of the ways to get clarity and focus in any situation is to journal, is to journal, doing some journaling every single day. So what I would do, Sharon, is what I would do is I would take a, I would journal these questions. What kind of questions should I be asking myself to help return? And I think you can even answer that question. But some of the questions that come to my mind is, what are some of, what are my gifts? What are my gifts? What is unique about Sharon? What is unique about Sharon? And then whatever comes to your mind, Sharon, write it down. Boom, boom. Don't overthink it. Whatever pops in, stream of thought, write it down. Don't overthink it. Don't ask, don't, don't second guess. Write it down. Boom, 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 boom. Things will come to your mind. What are Sharon's unique gifts? Boom, 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 boom. The essence, we all have the same essence of unconditional love and compassionate worthiness. Returning to that unconditional love and worthiness is also returning to your essence. And so another place that you could ask is, how can, how can I return to my essence of love? And then write the answers. How can I return to the essence of unconditional love for myself? Write it down. What are some of the things that you could say to yourself or do that shows that you are unconditionally worthy, unconditionally lovable? Because the essence of each one of us is a high vibrating frequency of love, right? So that's another question that you should ask is, what can I do? What can I do to um, cultivate this unconditional love? What is it about me that makes me unconditionally lovable? That's a question that you can ask. What is it about Sharon that makes me unconditionally lovable? And then again, whatever answers come, write it. Boom, 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 boom. Because you will have answers that will come to you. I guarantee it. Do not second guess it. Just write it, write it, write it, write it. And so then after you've written these questions and then seen the answers, you will have clarity. You will have more clarity about what your essence is. And then when you have that clarity, what I would do is then I would go into a meditation and I would visualize the scenarios of that essence, the essence that you are unconditionally lovable. What does that mean? What scenario can you bring up in your mind in like a virtualization? And I have that virtualization guided meditation, look it up, virtualization, where you're going to virtualize a scenario that you, you're like, wow, I am unconditionally love, lovable in this scenario. Maybe it's a scenario where your mother just is, is, has her arms around you and you were, and then that she would support you and she unconditionally loves you. Maybe it's a scenario where, you know, you've got uh, you know, an, an, an animal, you're a spirit animal, just protecting, you know, sometimes I see the dragon's wing, just protect me like this. And I feel unconditionally loved. I feel unconditionally safe. So first write it down 
those questions and answer it. And then say, oh, okay, what are the scenarios that I can virtualize and go to the guided virtualization meditation where I could see those scenarios supporting those answers? So Sharon, I hope that helps you. Okay, so, so, uh, uh, so somebody, okay, so Elizabeth, okay, so Elizabeth and B. B says, that's also my cause. No one helps me at all. See me struggling, cannot even buy food or thing I need because not enough money at all. People look down on me, a home finances, vehicle materials, essence. Okay, B, I understand. I understand. I hear what you're saying, B and, um, and Elizabeth. What you're saying is, is that you don't feel that those resources are coming to you, you know, and that the universe has somehow uh, disappointed you, that you feel disappointed in the universe, in the planet, in the um, inhumanity. And you know what? I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that you feel that way. Because we've all felt that way. We've all felt that way. But the thing is, is that, is that, and I acknowledge you for feeling that way. The thing is, is that that energy, that feeling that no one has come to our aid is an energy of victim. That I'm a victim of an unfair society. I'm a victim of an unfair world. And so what it is, is as I said before, the universe is inclusive. It's not exclusive. It's inclusive. So a victim energy is an energy that says nobody's coming to my aid. Life is unfair. And so what it is, is this, is that as you keep broadcasting this victim energy, What it is, is you're missing the mark. You're missing the mark of the people that can come and support you. Because the universe wants to send you help, wants to send you resources, wants to send you the cooperative components, but it's like this, you're passing ships. Because the victim energy, you're broadcasting an energy that I'm a victim and nobody's helping me. So you're missing the help. The help is this. you're this, so you're missing it. And so the way to change that situation is by raising your frequency, by releasing this victim mentality, releasing that to the universe and finding ways, regardless of your situation, finding ways to feel grateful for your life, to feel grateful. What are some of the things that you could, you could, you could feel absolutely grateful for? And as you feel grateful for even the smallest thing, my, the, bed on my, the bed in my home, you know, the roof over my head, the smallest things, as you keep being grateful for the smallest things and releasing more and more that victim that, that life is unfair because that's a certain vibrational frequency. All thoughts, all emotions are vibrational frequencies. You want to release that victim frequency so that you could raise it by being grateful, by being grateful for little things, you're raising it a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And the universe will show you. And so this is the thing that I think what it is, is that change on the outside only happens when the change happens on the inside. So B and Elizabeth, what can you, what are the things that you could write right now that you could be grateful for, regardless of your situation. And I acknowledge, I acknowledge you. You are such beautiful beings. I acknowledge your experience right now. I acknowledge exactly what you are going through. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge you. But you have to understand that the universe is inclusive. It's not exclusive because right now, you're feeling the energy that the universe is excluding you from wellness, excluding you from prosperity, right? 
That's how you feel. It's excluding you. It's not exclusive. It's inclusive. It's that we, 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 we have to be a match to that which we desire. And the way we become a match and we raise that frequency is by already feeling that we already have it in some fashion. And to start out small, like you, you don't want to be like, you know, you, it's, it's like we're trying to, you know, it's hard to make that quantum leap of being, oh my God, I'm so grateful for this, you know, you know, million dollars in the bank when I don't, I don't have even that much food. But is there some things in your life, even if it's the smallest little thing that you could start being grateful for and write it down, writing it down because writing is like manifesting. That's, this is why the journaling is so powerful. Journaling is powerful beyond powerful. It's writing down every day, writing a few, spending 10 minutes of what you're grateful for, just writing it down, writing it down, writing it down and say to yourself, I am not a victim. I am an eternal being of love and light that the universe can bring me those things, those cooperative components. Start reframing everything, reframe, reframing how you think, the, the, this mentality that, you know, this, this thoughts and these emotions that you feel excluded. You've got to reframe that in order to raise that frequency and you will see that the universe it will, you will be receiving, you will be receiving those things. The reason why it's not received right now is because you're not able to receive because you're holding your energy down to a frequency that is over here. You want this, but you're holding your frequency down here. If you want this, you've got to raise it here. The universe does not read what's in your bank account. The universe does not read what car you have. The universe does not re read what kind of home you live in. The universe does not read what kind of people you're around. What the universe is reading is the frequency that you're broadcasting. Right now, in this present moment, not in the past, not in the future, because everything is about this present moment. That's all that the universe is ever reading is your present frequency. So if, if your present frequency is, you know what, nobody's there to help me, and that's a frequency down here, the frequency that I receive so much help is up here. The frequency that lots of people are helping in me is up here. And so as you keep keeping this frequency, you keep missing the mark. And then when you miss the mark, what happens is you, you reinforce, you reinforce that victim mentality. You reinforce the mentality that, oh, nobody's helping me. You keep reinforcing it over and over and over again. And as you keep reinforcing it, you hold your frequency down. You hold it down. You hold it down. You literally hold it down. And then you keep missing the mark because you're reinforced. See, nobody's coming to help me. See, nobody's coming to help me. See, nobody's coming to help me, right? See, nobody's coming to help me. See, nobody's coming to help me. Well, you keep repeating that. You keep your frequency down, down here. Bam, bam. You're missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it. I hope that helps you be an Elizabeth. Let's do prayer for being Elizabeth. Let's all do prayers. Let's do a quick prayer for them. Dear God, angels, spirit, God's divine energies, creator, thank you so much for allowing us to open this space. We ask you to send B and Elizabeth very blessings of love and light and allow them to open their hearts, open their minds, open their frequency, allow them to show them the path and show them the messages and wisdoms and the power to allow them to raise their frequency to receive the help that they deserve. We know that they are such eternal beings and expansive beings beings of infinite potential, even though they may not see that now, we ask you to please, please awaken them to their eternal truth of eternal potentialness. We ask you to please protect them, guide them, watch over them, be there for them, show them their true essence, is that they are not seeing their true essence right now, but we ask you to please continue to allow them to be guided to their true essence, that they could raise their vibrational frequency right here, right now. And so we thank you for continuing to be with them, continue to bless them, continue to show them 
continue to want to give them all that they deserve. They are beautiful beings. They are beings of absolute deserve. They are beings of absolute um, eternal light and love with, with infinite potential. So we ask you to please, please send them lots of blessings and love. And so it is. Namaste. Okay. So I hope that helps you be an Elizabeth. I hope so. Okay. Saripa, when people express their crisis, obviously I respond. Okay. Saripa, when people express their crisis, we have a crisis of the entire, we've had crisis of the entire planet, right? It's not just the people around you. I, and I, and absolutely, I think it's a beautiful thing that you respond to people's crisis. But we can't respond to everybody's crisis, right? It's not your job to respond to everyone's crisis. That's not your job. That's not your job. Your job is to be your infinite being, love and light. And the, there are some crises that you are meant to respond to, and there are other crises that is not your responsibility. That's the responsibility of the creator. The creator is responsible for everything. I have people in my family that I see a car crash. Is it, is it my responsibility to try to intervene in that car crash every single time? No, it's not my response. It's not anybody's responsibility because everybody has their own unique soul's path and journey. Every single one of us in the infinite wisdom of the creator. We don't see that bigger picture. We're in the picture. The God sees the bigger picture. Allow the universe to take care of those people. Allow the universe to allow them to be in their soul's journey. Allow that journey to happen. You're not responsible for every soul on this planet. You're not responsible for every soul that comes to you with a crisis. You're not responsible. And so what happens is this is if, if you're helping everybody at the expense of your own well-being, you're not going to be able to help anybody in the future. If, you, if you've drained all of your resources and you can't even help yourself now, you will not be in a position to help anybody. So this is another mind frame. This is another thing that we have to reframe. We have to reframe that you, we are here to save everybody. No, the universe, that's universe's job. We're not here to save anybody, including our children, our family. Of course, we're going to help them when we can help them. Of course we will. But ultimately, they have a unique soul's journey. Each one of them has a unique soul's journey. Whatever that may be, we surrender to that. Does that mean that we're not going to help anybody? No, that's not what that means. But what it means is you're not, your purpose here is not to help everybody. You are here to help. You're here to usher. If you have children, you're here to usher them, raise them to become amazing citizens, and then your responsibility is over. You do have responsibility to your children. If you raised, you know, if you brought these children in, you have a responsibility to raise them to be the best citizen, and then you move out. Are you responsible for every person that comes to every person in your family that comes to you for your help? No, you're not. This is where you've got to set those boundaries. Those boundaries must be set. So I hope that that helps you, uh, Suri Rupa. You're not here to be every, everything to everyone. That's not your job. So I hope that helps you. You're welcome, Estella. Yes, I get a lot of people around you. And I understand the Indian culture. There's, they have huge families. I understand that. Um, oh, Elizabeth, grateful for food, water, sunlight, my bed and husband. Oh, that's so beautiful, Elizabeth. Thank you. You're welcome, B. Bless you. Okay, everyone, it's 10.04. Um, you're welcome, B. I'm here for you. Okay. 
So let's do, let's gather our energies and let's, uh, let's do a closing prayer. First of all, dear God, angels, spirit guides, divine, ascended masters, we call upon all entities of the highest order, all of our spirit guides, all of our protectors to come in. We ask you to please, please allow the viewers to show the viewers, whether it's B, Elizabeth, Lady Fluffy, Estella, all of the viewers that are on this call, we ask you to please, please protect them, guide them, show them to their soul's path. Show them regardless of whatever is happening in our lives, please show us how we can be grateful for the smallest things, even if it's to be grateful for the sunlight that shines on our face or the water that we have before us or this Zoom call or you know the grass that we see or the plant that we see or the flower that we can smell. Let us be grateful for the smallest, smallest things. And as we become grateful for those smallest, smallest things, we live so present in this moment. And as we live present in this moment, we raise our frequency to that which we desire. So allow us to get back to the true essence of who we are, is this love, the eternal love that we are, and that we could show it for ourselves unconditionally, that each one of the viewers, including myself, can show ourselves unconditional love, unconditional compassion, unconditional worthiness. This is the essence of our divine beingness. And as we become more and more in essence of our divine beingness, our future becomes better and better. We receive all of the cooperative components that you have for us that we deserve. And so I ask you to please allow your light, your infinite light of infinite potential, infinite source to just uh, penetrate into every cell, every tissue, every organ of all of the viewers on this call. Please, we ask you to please give them an energetic shower, allow them to release their ego minds, release their fear, release the doubt, release the worry, release the concern and surrender to your infinite wisdom, infinite love, because that is the essence of each and every one of us is a high vibrational of love. And so we ask you to allow us to come home more to that love, come home more to that love, come home more to that love so that we can truly, truly experience that infinite life in this, in, this, uh, in this life. And so we thank you. Again, please protect, please bless all of the viewers on this Zoom call. And we are so deeply grateful that we get to come every week and do these live sessions and to be able to channel your wisdoms, your messages, your words, your phrases, so that we can all come home to our soul. And so we thank you for your continued support, your continued guidance, your continued protection, and most importantly, your continued love. And so it is namaste. Hi, Tia. Tia, come back next week. I think you caught us tail end. So I'll see you all next week, um, next week again. And um, I give you much love and blessings. Hi, Melissa. I'll, I'll see you all again. Hi, everyone. Bye, everyone. Much love and blessings to all of you. Much love.